Hello and welcome to FSU Conversation, where we highlight FSU's School of Communication, its students, alumni, and happening in the industry. I'm your host, Mary Sylvia Hennett, and I'm a graduate student majoring in Media Communication Studies and a Director's Ambassador for the School of Communication. On this episode of FSU Conversations, we'll be taking a look inside the life of the production industry with FSU alumni, Alexis Poulos. Alexis, you're a freelance videographer, photographer, and production assistant who has worked with companies such as Amazon and assisted on shows such as SNL. We are so excited to have you on our show today. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Of course, thank you for having me. This is so fun. My first podcast, so I'm excited to talk, especially to viewers that are at the School of Communications, because I love it there. No, we are so excited. We've been hyping this up all week. So um, I'll go ahead and just ask you the first question. How did you originally get into film and production? So I got into film production mainly from my parents. Um, My mom is a makeup artist. She doesn't really work in the industry anymore, but uh, I was exposed to that super early on. And my dad now works in film production. He uh, did sound for his whole life, uh, mostly making music and in bands. And then about 10 years ago, he transferred over to film production and doing um, sound engineering for set and stuff like that. So I grew up, um, you know, in like high school and later on going on set with him. And that was just really great exposure. I mean, he also got me my first camera when I was like seven or eight years old and I'd always been attached to it. So um, yeah, they definitely got me into the world of production. That's so awesome, especially because you had that experience at such a young age that you're able to just kind of get that inside look into the industry. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Could you tell me a little bit about your experience so far in film and in the industry and what you are currently working on, if you are working on anything? Right now, I'm working as a production assistant on Saturday Night Live. They're doing their 47th season, which is crazy. Um, So I've been doing that since about September and October. Um, So for that, I work um, the Fridays before um, show weekends. So I work on the pre-film skits. Um, There's about three units that run. There's film production, ghost unit, and beast unit. Not sure where they got the names for those, but um, yeah. So I work on ghost unit and beast unit and it's about two days a week and there's a lot of um, breaks in between. So I've just been picking up other jobs kind of whatever I get called for. Um, But right now, The Marvelous Miss Maisel just started up uh, filming for season five Mm -hmm. um, about two weeks ago. So right now I'm just finishing out SNL. There's about nine shows left. And then on my off days, I'm working with The Marvelous Miss Maisel. That's so awesome. So is SNL in person or are they both in person? Yeah, they're both in person. Yeah, I mean, there's an entire department for COVID. Um, mm-hmm. We get tested like every day, pretty much. So yeah, we're still we're still working through with COVID and everything because they started filming back up honestly as soon as it was somewhat possible. So um, everything's full force in person, and there's a lot of people on set. 
That's so awesome. Have you like met any of the famous people? Or of course you have, but. Yeah, I'm like, I'm around them. Um, as a production assistant, you're just kind of, you're just laying low. Um, sometimes <laughs> yeah. people will be like, hey, at SNL, like a lot of the cast are really cool. And like, they'll just, they say hi to everyone when they come on set. But yeah, I've definitely been around famous people, but it's, it's so weird when you're, when you're there, because it's just all people. It's literally just all other humans, and it feels extremely normal, and it doesn't feel as crazy as I guess you think it would, and it's not in a bad way or a good way. It's just like, huh, this feels overwhelmingly normal. Yeah, no, I can definitely (laughs) do that. That's so awesome, though. That's so cool, but yeah, well, Speaking of FSU and all the other stuff, one of my favorite aspects of the School of Communications is its ability to provide students with the skills necessary to succeed in different career paths. Could you walk us through your journey through FSU School of Communication to where you are now in your career? So I really enjoyed the courses that I took in the School of Communications. Looking back, it was some of the most important information I learned in all of my time in education. One of the classes I really, really enjoyed from the start was mass communications. Everyone in the School of Communications needs needs to take it. And um, after that, I realized, okay, this is this is where I'm meant to be, because it really just struck a passion for understanding the roots of motion pictures, how it all started. And what was most interesting for me was learning about how people during the time that was experiencing the very first motion pictures, how they were receiving the information. Um, There was an article that we read that was kind of talking about the red flags and the potential danger of media. And to read something that was that far back, that was so accurate to what we're facing now, was pretty crazy. And um, that has been a particular focus of mine is learning about um, the positive effects that you can have with media and trying to combat the negative effects of it. Um, I took a um, mass media and society class with Dr. Russell Clayton, my spring semester of my senior year. And I was so upset that I didn't find him as a professor sooner because he literally teaches a course, Positive Effects of Media. And I just, I still think about all the information I learned in that class today. It is so important. And I think that it should be a prereq for anyone and everyone. They should be teaching it in elementary schools, obviously not to the same extent, but media literacy in general and knowing how media affects the chemicals in your brain and your behavior is so important because we're at a point where everyone, children are like two years old have iPads. Everyone's consuming media and everyone should be learning the logistics of how it affects your brain and how you function as a human. Um, So the School of Communications really set the groundwork for that passion of mine. And it was just extremely interesting to learn about. And I'm still on the journey of learning about it now. Yeah. So once you graduated, did you kind of like have a job lined up or were you just freelancing in your senior year and then just came out of school still just like continuing it? So when I first graduated, um, The Marvelous Miss Maisel was in production and I had worked 
I think it was the year before over the summer a bit. So I'd worked probably like a week on that show and I had kept in contact with the key production assistant. Mm-hmm. And so I was like hoping that I'd be able to get back on, um, but I didn't really officially have something lined up. I mean, thinking back like the first week that I had free from college, I was like, this is so weird. What do I do with my time? I think it was a little bit of like, uh, existential crisis because you spend your entire existence in school and you have set out do this do this and then I'm going to give you a number that represents your validation for the work that you just did so learning to exist without that was like daunting and I remember just being like okay we're, we're at Alexis University now like what do I want to do with my time I actually started reading Positive Effects of Media, um, written by Dr. Russell Clayton, because I didn't get to take that class. Um, So it was funny, because for like two weeks, I was like, okay, I'm going to do my own thing. But it was still very much mirroring like the school um, balance, because that's all that I knew. Um, So I guess about a few weeks after that, I started getting calls to go on The Marvelous Miss Maisel. And then once I showed up a few times, it just started picking up. Um, but yeah, it was kind of just on and off freelance and just trying to figure out how I'm going to navigate the world without school. Yeah, no, that's such a good answer. Um, so what would you say is your favorite part about working in production? My favorite part about working in production is definitely the people. Um even from working on sets like at FSU or just smaller sets, anything, you always meet just super, super interesting people because everyone there has a passion for something. It's mostly related in film, but it varies, you know? I think back um, of working on sets and like you meet all all types of people. There's one guy I met who was like, his passion was taking photos of like the Northern Lights. And when you get to talk to people and you kind of touch on whatever that spark is, they just light up and you just get to learn so much about so many different kinds of people and so many different kinds of things. You know, like I said, if it's something they're really passionate about, they're very open to teaching you about whatever it is. So getting to work with just really cool people is is definitely uh, the my favorite part about working on set. Definitely. That's so important too, because I feel like the people can either make it or break your experience or be the reason oh, why you leave the job. Especially production stuff, because I mean, when I go to work, it's like I'm guaranteed 12 hours because it takes so long. And that's, if you're out at 12 hours, it's a short day. So you're with these people all day long and no one no one wants to make it more miserable than it has to be it's like if we're gonna be here let's let's do it right and like let's let's make it fun you can it doesn't always work that way what is the most rewarding project that you have worked on or currently working on um toughy yeah honestly I would say myself (laughs) that's a good answer that's a good Um, valid answer because working on set with SNL and the Marvelous Miss Maisel like those are huge productions and it's so amazing I love being there but as a production assistant like I'm just supporting 
there for everyone else who's doing a bigger job not to demean mine it's great but you know it's I'm not I'm not making anything crazy happen on set like the show would go on without me um but so I it's fulfilling but in like a different kind of way and when I think of what's truly fulfilling it's like a project that I really just pulled out of my head and created myself um so I'm not really working on anything like that right now I have plans to work on a project in summer slash fall um but like what I'm currently working on right now is just myself (laughs) that's important when you first got onto either of those sets did you feel imposter syndrome just because you are talking about how like you worked on yourself or just entering that new area it can kind of freak you out a little yeah when I got on the marvelous Miss Maisel right out of school um it's just such a huge production and now looking back that I've traveled and gone on to a bunch of different other shows it's just very serious on there and they run a very specific way and I it's yeah it's kind of hard to feel like you deserve to take up space and like use your voice because um, there's not much like an overwhelming amount of responsibility that you have as a set PA at least. It's just, um, you know, keep, keep people quiet on set. If you're on location, like I'm literally fighting off people in the streets of New York City telling them that they can't walk where they want to walk. So um, that's <laughs> like, the most challenging thing so it's like forced me to use my voice with like having strangers kind of try to listen to me I mean your your job is to tell them to tell them and if they don't listen that's fine no one's expecting you to stop the streets of New York but your job is to kind of try um but when it comes to like working with the set and with working with people it took me a little bit to feel comfortable using my voice and um yeah I guess feeling like I belong there something that I honed in on super early is that most of the time if you if you see something on set or or something happen like for example if you see someone like a background person's or like they have like a mask on or hanging out of their pocket or something if you see it like go find a wardrobe person and tell them if if you think on it and you're like, should I, I don't know, someone's going to go up and like probably do it, but like, yeah, you can help out even though it's not like your place exactly. Like if you see something, just, just act on whatever that first instinct is because the second thought is usually comes from like doubt or some sort of like insecurity or, or yeah. something. That's so interesting. So with you saying, I know you said like pushing people out of the street is a really big challenge. Would you, um, what would be, I guess, like the biggest challenge so far since being in um, the production agency or just being a production assistant? I would say the biggest challenge of being a production assistant or working just freelance is probably the lack of structure. Your days are not confirmed like way in advance. You know that the week of kind of what your schedule is going to be like. And I come from a place where I used to be super controlling like here's my schedule I'm gonna like schedule everything in so that was a big adjustment for me is just kind of being like all right 
we'll like we'll just kind of see how everything plays out you're kind of just waiting for a call to see when you're going to work and then like with Saturday Night Live I know I'm going to work the Thursdays maybe Wednesdays maybe Thursdays but definitely Fridays before shows I know that but I don't know until like Wednesday night if it's greenlit I don't know until Thursday night what time I need to wake up Friday morning um and sometimes it's like <laughs> three in the morning I have they want me there like 3 30 and uh I work an hour away I mean I live an hour away from work so um that's pretty crazy SNL is definitely like they let you know real last minute just because they're writing scripts and building sets like all night long so yeah. it it takes a little bit longer. So um, luckily uh, with other shows, you'll know like a little bit sooner, but it's just, there's very little in your control and you kind of just need to be like there for the ride and prepared for anything. Um, I guess with SNL, it's a little bit more comfortable because they let me know super last minute but I know where I'm going every time we film in a studio. So I know where I'm going, know where I'm parking. And I know more or less like what the environment's going to be like when I'm working on location on a show. I might know a few hours earlier what time I need to wake up, but it's someplace in the city I maybe haven't been to before. I have to find where I'm going to park. And then also maybe be outside all day, maybe be inside. You have to just prepare for kind of any type of circumstance and weather like I always have pretty much another outfit in my bag of just layers or in case it's gonna rain uh because you never know (laughs) I'm also very like type a like I need to know what's happening at weekend advance so I can only imagine how challenging that was to adapt to because I would lose my mind (laughs) Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing good about it. That's why I'm like myself is the best project because it's taken me a lot of um, (laughs) taking care of myself to uh, establish how I can make this work for myself and also be sane and healthy and happy. That's so important. Um, What are the benefits and drawbacks, which I know we've kind of touched on, mm-hmm. um, of working in freelance or the top two of each. Okay. So yeah, I touched on some, I guess, drawbacks. Um, so it would be like the lack of structure. And then, you know, you also just don't really know how frequently you're going to be working or how much spare time you're going to have. Um, but at the same time, that kind of doubles as a benefit because, um, since I'm going on more of the freelance entrepreneur type route, you know, I'm not working on set today, but after this, I have so much other stuff that I need to do. That's going to support me making jobs later on, getting jobs later on. Um, there's a lot of work that you need to do just on yourself and, um, structuring what you're doing with your time. So I, kind of get to make my own schedule and schedule in things that I want to do. Um, like right now I'm just doing additional work pretty much all around, which isn't always the best route because you get kind of stuck with, you know, yeah. I can confirm like for a week later, okay, I'm good to work Monday to Friday. 
And then if you're working on a, or Monday to Thursday, and then you're working on a job Friday, you might go late on one show Thursday and have a crazy early turnaround for Friday morning, which is like not the best, you know? Um, so it's just kind of, um, you just get to make your own schedule and you can give yourself the day in between if you need to, to ensure that doesn't happen. But it's just working for me right now because I am living at home. I'm not paying to live in the city, which that really kind of takes away the positive of being able to make your own schedule when you have crazy, crazy rent to afford. So right now I'm just kind of working out my unique situation and I really am enjoying where I'm at right now with my schedule. It's taking me until until right now to feel super secure and like, okay, I'm, I'm really enjoy how I'm spending my time. And I feel like I do have some sort of control over it. Yeah. Well, that's so important. I love that for you. Thank you. (laughs) What would you recommend for students currently in the school of communication who are hoping to take a career in production to help prepare them for the workforce? So I would recommend any students in the school of communications who's looking to get into the industry to really sit down and think about what it is that you want to do with your time and what it is that is your passion, what you really want to spend your time doing. And don't let that question be daunting. I don't mean what do you want to do next month, next year, in 10 years. That's a question you're going to get a lot when you get out of school is like, so what's your end goal? What do you what do you want to do? That could be super daunting and you don't need to work that far in advance. Just what do you want to do right now? And sit with yourself, whatever that answer is, go out and find it or go create it. Um, because for production, sitting in a classroom learning about lighting can only get you so far or learning about whatever it is can only get you so far. It's the hands-on experience that is really going to solidify that knowledge and really give you that experience. Um, So going out and just replicating what you want in your education, because I found myself, once I got into digital media production, I was super frustrated because I didn't feel fulfilled and I didn't feel like I was learning the way that I wanted to learn. And that's not to say that it's bad on the school's part. You know, you have a classroom full of students who all have varying interests and they need to teach in a broad way that applies to everyone. It's up to you to know what you want and to try and create that. And I think that having that approach as early on as possible is really going to make the most out of your experience at the school. Um, There's so much, so much to do. I think doing Strike Magazine and working with magazines all four years in college, that was just as important as taking classes. Um, So whatever that looks like to you and whatever that kind of spark that you have, go, go find it somewhere on campus. And if you don't find it, create it. You'll find people who want to do it with you. That's great advice. Thank you so much. Um, And then I have just one more question and then I'll let you go. Um, Is there anything else that you would like our listeners to know um, before we sign off for the day? 
even with all the experience that you're going to learn through school, when you get out, you're still going to feel like you know absolutely nothing. You're going to feel like you know nothing at all. And honestly, other people are going to assume you know nothing either until you prove them otherwise. Um, Even if it's just being a production assistant, um, like I've said a few times, there's not a crazy amount of responsibility. But if your job is to get, make sure there's like fridges are stocked, people have food and water and whatever, like you get that water the best you can get that water, like just do whatever task it is, like with the all that you can. Um, And that's what makes people want to have you stick around. Um, Working as a production assistant, so much of it is really just social cues honestly it's like knowing okay now's a good place or good time to ask this person a question and just working to just make it a good environment to be in um so that's like a little bit more specific to I guess production assistant work but in general whatever field you go into and all of the school of communications whatever you leave there trying to do there's going to be so much you have to learn but just be like gentle with yourself and you will have the time to learn it and as long as you try and you come from a good place people aren't gonna care if you mess up like it's normal to mess up and you're expected to mess up sometimes so it's just kind of how you carry yourself um that will get you the farthest anything else could those are such wise words such a great way to close out (laughs) oh thank you Well, thank you again for taking the time to talk with us today. It was so great having you. Of course. Thank you for having me. This was really, really fun. And I hope that um, this whole thing has been like a letter to like my past, like school of communication self. That's why I've been so excited to do this and so happy because it feels like if even just one person, you know, does something that I wish I had done when I was in school, like life is made that would just make yeah. me so sentimental and I'm sure so many people are going to benefit from the advice that you have because I was even sitting here just like Aww. so because I'm obviously like very afraid when I enter the workforce I don't know what I'm doing nobody's gonna probably know what I'm doing so it has been such a pleasure talking to you thank you likewise All right, everyone. Well, this segment is about to come to a close. As always, make sure to follow FSU Conversation on Instagram for more information on future podcast segments and everything else School of Communication has to offer. So until next time, from all of us here at the FSU School of Communication, be sure to keep the conversation rolling.